In this episode, I welcome Eva Merschel, a German threeslifting athlete who is the current plus 70 kg class German champion, and her boyfriend Nico, who is an Argentinian calisthenics athlete and who both currently live in Mexico. So they will tell us today a bit about calisthenics and streetlifting in Latin America and also share um, an information why every minus 66 kg class athlete of the boys needs to be careful when Nico enters streetlifting because this guy is fucking strong. So <laughs> if you want to know his values, listen until the end. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was a really refreshing interview. And let's directly jump in after the intro. Welcome to the Muzzle podcast, the first international streetlifting podcast, which will be all about lifting heavy weights, doing fancy skills, and listening to interesting stories from the best athletes across the world. I'm your host Nadine, and now let's get started. Welcome Eva and welcome Nico to a new episode. I'm very happy to have you guys here and also that you both took the time. Um, Eva is a German streetlifting athlete. For those of you who don't know her yet, she competed for already a few competitions, I think. So <laughs> maybe one of the most experienced girls here in Germany. And she competes in the plus 70 kg class and is the current German champion from 2023. And next to her is sitting our special Mexican guest. <laughs> um, I think it's your boyfriend, right, Eva? It's like uh, Nico. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't yes. know. I, okay. I, I hope at least I don't tell any <laughs> secret right now, but at least it looks like a <laughs> boyfriend on Instagram. No, it's just my roomie. I found him on the street and now we live together no he's my boyfriend okay well then her ruby nico uh he's a mexican um calisthenics athlete i think um no just no? a little correction i am from argentina oh I... i'm sorry <laughs> okay, oh, no, then. No, it's okay it's okay it's okay i look like a mexican no no <laughs> i am living here the last uh, year and a half um because the situation in Argentina is not really good, but I um, we met here. <laughs> okay, I see. To look at a real spe special place. It's a kind of vortex of energy, and a lot of people <laughs> come here. <laughs> okay, well, where do you both live at the moment? Like where in Mexico? Uh, we are in Tulum. This is on the Caribbean coast. Um, Probably most more famous, it's Cancun, and Cancun is like two hours from here. Okay, yeah. So at the beach side and at the nice part of Mexico. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Okay, then uh, next to her is sitting Nico, <laughs> an Argentinian calisthenics athlete, and uh, now both live in Mexico right now. And yeah, I'm curious to hear more about you guys. But first of all, before we start with all the topics, uh, I would say I let you introduce yourself. And yeah, uh, who wants to start of you guys? <laughs> uh, me? Yes, ladies. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Nadine introduced me already. I'm Eva, Eva Marshall, a German calisthenics athlete, current national champion in the plus 70 kg class. Uh, I compete since 2019 already. 
I stopped counting how many competitions I did, but um, there were some first places, second, third, everything was inside of the career until now before I did other sports too. And currently I'm coached by Sasha Dejas, a German coach. And yeah, that's it from my side. Living in Mexico, 27 years old. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Then uh, let's head over to Nico. Okay. Uh, I am Nicolas Valenzuela. I'm from Argentina. I am 27 years old. Um, what else? I am a calisthenic athlete. Uh, now on January, I have a competition. It's my first competition of endurance. I never compete just on statics. Yeah. When I enter in the calisthenic world, it's because I like the planche and the front lever. And I come from an injury in my shoulder. Uh, and this is why I enter in the calisthenic world. And I am excited. In general, it's my fair competition. If you okay. can give me some tips, <laughs> well, it's really good. I don't know if I can give any tips for endurance competitions because I hate anything that is more above uh, five reps. <laughs> so <laughs> do, maybe wrong address here. <laughs> Okay, cool. So first of all, thanks for the quick introduction of you guys. Um, before we um, jump more into um, the topic, Eva, I would be interested um, about you. If What is your plan for 2024? You live hmm. right now in Mexico. Will you come back at some point to compete in Germany again? <laughs> Of course, this is the only reason why I will come back to Germany to compete. No, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, yes, for sure, I will come back to Germany at some point. And I think, or let's say it's pretty sure already that I will compete in the, um, how is it called now? The, it's it's not the final rep German Dach Championship anymore. It's it's the European German Open, Open, I think. German Open. Yeah, okay. the German Open is, um, I think it's pretty safe that I will be there. And I would like to go to the Worlds for the first time next year, but I have to see how it fits with my other schedules, if I will be in Germany or not. But it's an idea. <laughs> cool. Okay. So you plan to compete international <laughs> this year, if it's possible for you. But one thing I need to tell you, uh, there are no Worlds, only Europeans this year. Ah, exactly. So it was the German Open and the European Yeah, this is why I got confused. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Only Europeans this year, but uh, as your German nationality, I think it should be fine for you to compete, even though if you, you live in Mexico right now. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Officially, I still live in Germany. It's it's like I'm just on an extended travel. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> very long travels. <laughs> Great. Okay, will you stay in the plus 70 kg class or what is your plan for this year? Um, yes, my plan is to stay in the plus 70 kg class, but honestly, I always struggle a little bit with this because I'm usually somewhere at 71, 72 kg and sometimes my weight drops a little bit. So I don't know if I ever told somebody, but for example, in the German nationals, I was drinking lots of water before I go on the scale. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you just decided to get the, into the plus and TKG class to become first place there? Or was it a strategic <laughs> thing? Um, yes, for sure. It was kind of a strategic move because I had good chances to win in this class. But also from my experience of the last years, 
I feel better if my body is over 70. And when I drop below, it's not on purpose. It's rather because I don't eat enough. I have some um, food intolerances. So sometimes it gets it's hard for me to get my calories. And I don't know, usually it's a mirror that something in my daily habits is not really going well. So this is why I always have to go to stay over the 70 kilo and not go below. Okay, I see. So if there comes nothing in between you and your body, <laughs> you plan to stay above 70 kg and hopefully this time then without drinking too much water. <laughs> no, but it seems it's going good right now because since I'm in Mexico, I have a good diet. I'm eating a lot. So right now I'm more like 73. So I'm I'm quite optimistic that this time I'm a real plus 70 athlete. <laughs> Nico is feeding you well then. Uh, yes, I feel it on the on the diet too because we had exactly the same. That means I need to increase my carbs consumption to follow that lady because <laughs> I, I am a little bit uh, smaller. I am like uh, 64, 65 kg. Oh, wow, you're a lightweight. <laughs> yes, but because I am... Short. <laughs> How tall are you, if I may ask? For sure, uh, for sure I have the same uh, height like you. Okay, like I'm 173 something and you are? <laughs> no, 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 no. I am shorter than you. I am <laughs> one, uh, 165. Okay, <laughs> well then the weight is okay, I think, for your size. <laughs> Now you understand why the difference of the weight, but it's really hard for me to stay over the 65, 64. My body don't allow me to increase my my body weight. I just up the kgs I can lift, but not my body weight. <laughs> well, you just gotta eat more. Like it, I don't know if you told. The, I don't know if you heard the tips from Tonio in one of his podcasts, Ifa, but he just said, like, drink enough banana juice and then, like, you will always be able to eat or get increasing your weight. So just oh, drink. Banana? Banana, banana juice. juice. Just banana juice. That's the now, key. Now I'm really confused because I have to be honest, I haven't heard Tonio's podcast in a while, but I thought his secret tip, it's always chocobongs. <laughs> well maybe both a little bit of chocobongs <laughs> and a little bit of banana juice but or maybe you just said like drink two to three uh, liters per day of banana juice and then that it will do its trick basically <laughs> two liters of banana juice okay okay, okay you know what you're gonna do <laughs> i go yesterday i bought a bottle of two liters i go to prepare banana juice here and start to drink tomorrow thanks nadine <laughs> I'm very happy to All help. All the you are for <laughs> Okay, so first thing, I did something good. I uh, told you how to increase weight. <laughs> Great. Thank you so, Thank much. You so much. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. Okay, so um, if I, you plan to compete internationally this time, maybe this year first, it's the first, would be the first international comp competition if you make it, right? Um, no, I don't think so. Since the final rep um, competitions are the last years, they were always international because it's Germany, Austria, Switzerland. True. And also my first competition was on 2019 in Vienna. It was the bodyweight day. And this was also an international competition. 
ah, okay, so already experienced on that. Mm -hmm. Then I wish you good luck and that you, you will be able to qualify for the Europeans this time. Then you need to train hard, I think, in the plus 70 kg class. Well, it depends on if Sarah will go plus or minus 70 kg, I think. But yeah, uh, I'm curious to see the fight. <laughs> What's your opinion on uh, that Judith, Judith doesn't think that uh, you are uh, a good competitor? <laughs> or that she at least didn't mention you? <laughs> Well, uh, for me, it's a good motivation to surprise her a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just for the connection and the podcast um, that I had with Judith a couple of weeks ago, I was asking her who she sees as the biggest competitor in the plus 70 kg class. And she didn't mention Eva. <laughs> and then she posted something on Instagram where she was like, Well, I, I need to uh, fight hard, but uh, she will be surprised how good I'll, I'll, I'll be next year or something like this, right? <laughs> yes, but no, honestly, it will be super hard for me, of course, to beat Judith because she's really, really strong, especially in the squad and also in the pole. She's far ahead of me, but still it's a good motivation to train harder. <laughs> That's true. Do you have any specific goals for next or for this year? It's already 2024. <laughs> Um, for sure, my biggest goal all the last years always was to increase um, the weight on my squat because this was the exercise I struggled the most with when I entered the 1RM game because I was coming from the classic calisthenics workout, so I had no legs. My body was just an upper body and some decoration. <laughs> Nico's, Nico's already in the back, like, yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why you have why you are so low with the weight, Nico. Because you don't train legs. Oh no, no, I train legs and I do my best, but my legs don't grow, you know. And it's not matter to use a lot of weight. If I go to do many, 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 many reps, I will die when I go to do that competition. But I am training legs <laughs> since one month. Then <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> yes, I, think since I came back to Mexico he trains legs that means four months oh my god four months already wow okay maybe before maybe. he decided to compete in the endurance shit <laughs> um, he was I'm doing ready. heavy heavy squats actually because he really liked the belt that I brought oh amazing I don't want to say nothing about the brand of the belt because I don't know if it's a law but <laughs> It's amazing the sensation you feel when you use that belt. It's made you feel so safety. So the safe. What belt? Or yeah. what, what yeah. belt are you talking about? The squat ah, okay. belt. Uh, and it's the first time I use something with this quality. <laughs> Because <laughs> in Latin America, you know, it's not really uh, good. The materials and the elements we have to train here compared with The belt Eva showed me. I never used something like this. And yes, I enjoyed. I started to enjoy to you to do legs with her. So now you're squat heavy. What what is your current squat PR, Nico? 130. Okay, that's not too bad for your body weight since you already only started a few weeks or a few months ago with training legs. Now uh, use of my legs. Oh my god! You want to say, oh, you are so strong. <laughs> you are very strong, of course. <laughs> 
No, no, no. Just you need to see the form of my legs. I am a chicken. <laughs> chicken legs. <laughs> it's not important for me that part of the body. Okay, but I think my goal for this year is to beat Nico. <laughs> I would really like to be 130 kg on the okay, squat. Okay, so who will be uh, the better squatter than in uh, June, probably? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I love it. Curious to see. <laughs> um, okay. No, honestly, any, the, any, the any goals for your total? For me. What? Any goals? Any goals for your total uh, in general, like apart from the squat? Um. Usually, I don't have goals with the total because I don't want to pressure myself too much with numbers that I don't reach in the end, and it probably has something to do with the fact that I'm in a really competitive career too. And I have lots of frustration there already with some project goals that I never reach. And I don't want to have like two areas of my life where I regularly fail my goals. So I am just happy if it increases. Okay. That's a good uh, point of view, I think. <laughs> I'm also always trying to think like this, but in my head, I always have like a goal and then I'm disappointed if I don't reach it. But Yeah, I think the way you do it, it's it's definitely healthier for your mind. <laughs> Good, cool. Then we'll see if you at least reach the 130 kg squat or a higher squat than Nico. Um, Nico, will you join Eva for the competition if she comes back to Germany? Will you be there as well? well sure, it's the plan. We go this year, we are planning to go to Germany and uh, to Argentina to visit the family. That means if we go to Germany, we will go to the competition. Yeah, we will stay there. <laughs> okay. And I mean, you could still decide to sign up for the competition, I think, at least as it's called now German Open. And there are international places. You could be a minus 66 uh, uh, kg competitor there. I am thinking. I am thinking exactly the same. Why not? Because in Argentina, I never compete. Uh, I am like in the static world, you know. Intentions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's completely different. And now, when I come to Mexico, the people say, "Me go to a competition. Know what it's the feeling. Uh, go try the experience, and after that, you go to see. You will see if really like or not. And I don't compete. Yeah, I compete on three weeks and I am so excited. Uh, Eva tell me exactly the same. What do you think to compete on Germany? For sure. Go for it. Yes. And he has a really strong 1RMs in all the exercises, actually. Oh, really? So um, tell us more. <laughs> uh, um, muscle up 1RM, it's 25. Okay. That's not on bad deep. for 66 kg. Uh -huh. On okay. dips, it's 100, 105. Wow. And pull? On clubs, with the 1RM, it's six, uh, 55, 60. Okay. Not bad. I think for the class and a 130 kg squat at the moment, you are not too bad there. So you could be actually a good competitor. So all the 60. Focused, you know, this is just what what he does if he go for a max out session without any preparation. <laughs> well, then we can be surprised what happens when you really prepare for it. 
this is one of the biggest problems we have troubles with Eva. It's because, Nico, you don't have a planning. No, I have a planning, but not like you. Eva take a note of every exercise she made, the every rep. If she feel a little bit sad on the rep, she put, I feel sad on the rep. I am feeling like I need to cry in the middle of the set. But when I finish, I don't do it. I am proud of myself. Point. <laughs> Eva is so detailed with every set and things she do, you know? Uh, compared with me, I am a little bit more okay. Uh, today it's pool day. I feel so strong. I will try to beat the last number I did it, but progressive, you know, it's not okay. The last week I did 40 kilos, I go to 60 now. No, no, no. Of uh, course, of course. <laughs> but I think maybe that's the, the difference between a German <laughs> culture and a Latin American culture. <laughs> oh, oh, you you can see and we feel it living together. Oh, it's a, a big, it's not the arguing, but it's something funny. It's an intercultural dialogue we're having. Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine. And then it's also maybe a little bit the girl and guy thing. And of course, us girls are like, I think we, we take it more personal if anything in training doesn't go well. Uh, as you said, like Eva is writing in her book, like, I'm so sad. <laughs> and then the German accuracy versus the more, I like, I'd say, like laid back culture in uh, Latin America. Yeah. I can imagine there is sometimes a bit of trouble at your whole place. <laughs> no, we always have topics to talk about, you know. <laughs> it doesn't get boring at your exactly. place. <laughs> no, but so, honestly, it's super fascinating to see that both systems work. It's not right now when I see my training and I see his training, I cannot say that I have the better approach or something like this it's just a different one and obviously we are both i think quite successful in the way we train and making progress so the bodies are different you know and everybody works different depending on the stimuli you give and here you have two clear examples of different systems different mood to do the workouts and we continue having success or continue improving without injuries but you know the injuries is not something you can uh, skip that's true yeah but i think like maybe it's also a bit of genetics uh, we, we don't know yet how your body would react to a plan like a to a real plan uh like if a for currently trains so maybe you are just really gifted and if you would train like with a real heart system you would be like the next World champion in the minus 66 kg class. Okay, I am interested now. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, come on, I'm a German too. I, I think the same like you, Nadine. If we would give this guy a planning, he will explode. <laughs> so, if I, would you like to coach Nico? Or, Nico, would you be open to get coached by Eva for a while if you would decide to compete, for example, at the German Open? Yes, yes. I already talked with her about of I follow you. You just give me and send me what I need to do and I follow you. But she has many, many tasks and many things on her daily life, you know. She has two works. She is preparing for the national competition. She is presenting a PhD. <laughs> she has many, many things to do. And I am trying to don't do one more in the list, you know. Okay. 
You don't but want to add one more burden. Exactly. But when we go to Germany, we will see okay. that it's starting. I'm and curious to see. Uh, like It would be great to see you competing there. <laughs> I think, as, as I said, I think you would have a great shot. If already with the numbers you told me right now, I can imagine there is definitely a place like uh, in the top three possible if you train hard. <laughs> oh yeah, I think so too. I mean, I'm I'm not like I don't have a detailed overview over the male classes at the moment, but I think he's pretty strong for, compared to the others in the same weight class. Yeah. Well, I think Anton, for example, who was until now one of the strongest minus sixty six kg competitors it is going up at least he competed at the mmc in the above class and i don't know if nana for example will compete again but if not then there is definitely everything open in this class okay anton nana you go you will show me that num the names on instagram when yes. we finish the podcast <laughs> for sure But if i may add something to the coaching topic i mean in general i don't coach and i think i will stick to this rule because i mean i gave group classes for calisthenics and aerial silks in the past especially my aerial six classes i taught for over six years at the university sports club i'm i'm an experienced instructor for group classes but i don't know if i really have the competences to do a one-on-one -on -one coaching um i don't know i don't feel really yeah prepared, to be honest of course that's something different but i think at least like Compared to having no coach at all or uh, getting your insights because you already train uh, since uh, like over three, four years now for the 1RM style, I think it would help to at least get into the right direction. Let's say it like this even. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. But Nico <laughs> is a coach too. So I think yeah. he, honestly, I think he's better in get, um, doing programs and coaching than I am. Okay. So if he would, for this is super fascinating for me. If he gives the plannings to his customers, he's super detailed. He set up the program, everything. But if it comes to himself, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he I just don't know. does. I don't know if that works in Germany because you are so strict and you made everything perfect in every aspect. But for me, I can. Be a coach with other people. I can help. I can give the planning. But when it's on me, oh my God, I really like when somebody comes and says, take the planning, do this, follow this number and do it. When you don't <laughs> need to think on that and just go and do it, it's different, you know? Yeah, true. I mean, I, but I can I also, also relate it a bit to myself. Yourself, right? What? You, you, have, you have a coach. You're not coaching yourself too. No, I have a coach, but I can still relate because I always tell my coaches, don't overshoot, stick to the plan. And I'm like, when I'm going to my uh, to my own training and I, I'm like, oh, well, I feel good today. Let's do a bit higher than my plan is telling me. <laughs> She's like me. She did exactly the same. I do the same. True. I think I hit my PRs in the current blog in the second or third week already. And I think Sasha never said it to me, but I think he thought, oh my God, this girl is crazy. We wanted to do that in the third or in the fourth week. And she does it in the second already. What's wrong with her? <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes you're then a bit like PR. Uh, you feel like you need to catch all the PRs. <laughs> When you are in the hunt, then you don't get out of it. 
Yes. But, yeah. Okay, cool. So Nico, you are uh, actually a calisthenics coach or uh, what uh, What are you coaching? Uh, I am a coach uh, on fitness in general because in the beginning I started thinking uh, I will do it just on calisthenic, but not many people know the calisthenic and you know, to do calisthenic you need a lot of time and a lot of passions. If you go one day, the other day no, one day, the other day don't, it's not like go to the gym and make hypertrophy, yeah? If you really like to make progress and feel the progress, you need to keep. And not many people can do that. And now I am doing a fitness coaching. What That means I help to the people to improve, not just uh, on the gym and the trainings and the workouts, helping to improve the habits and the diet they uh, have in the daily life. I am not a nutritionist. I don't give uh, plannings of nutrition, but I help to teach to the people, teaching to the people what are uh, the correct habits, where you go to sleep, when it's the correct way to take the protein, if you are taking supplements or not, uh, basic things you know about of the, of the coaching to help you more than just in the workout. Makes sense. So, is it your full-time job? Yeah. What? Is it your full-time job, or do you work something besides that? Uh, yes, it's my full-time wor uh, work. But now, just now, because it's the high season in in Mexico, you can earn more money staying in other job. I have a half-time job, but okay. just now for the high season. For like in a tourism section, then probably. Exactly. Okay. If But I wanted to say something, I can add something because I I often see when he teaches the personal classes because he does it um, online mostly. Okay. Uh, really fascinating because you have right now some older people in the coaching around 50. And one of your customers, he's now doing his first handstand and shit like that. So there are calisthenics elements inside of the program it's, when he does it's it. It's good because you start with the people in the normal way, like, okay, we will improve your injury because I have people over 50, you know, mm -hmm. and they have many problems in the joints, and on the back. Um, we start working on this, and after that, if they like, I try to take with me on the calisthenic way. Um, this guy, Eva, it's telling you, it's a 53 years Canadian guy, who start like this and now it's doing handstand front lever on the rings wow uh, yes 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 i can do this <laughs> not bad so you already said if nico's mostly coaching online so where do your customers come from are they still living in mexico or living across the world i i have some customers on uk some customers on canada um Some virtuals and other presential, for example, the Canadians live here some month, another month go to Canada, trying to escape from the cold, like the Germans. Uh, <laughs> and when they come here, we have some sessions uh, presential and other uh, virtual. Okay, so they get aware of you in Mexico, but uh, then maybe move somewhere across the world, depending on what's their job and what's their life plan. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. Sorry. Okay. No worries. Um, <laughs> okay, interesting. interesting. So, Nico, 
um what is like how's calisthenics currently in mexico you said already like not many people know calisthenics there is it still like a thing that people are getting aware of or would you say it's smaller for example than in germany or if you also have some insights on that maybe uh, yes i am talking about my experience on latin america the community of calisthenics in mexico it's bigger compared with argentina yeah but Uh, we are here we don't have the evolution and like in Europe you know in Italy or Germany you pay more attention on the sport you invest more in the elements or the parks uh, and here you have one bar no in Tulum you don't have bars when I arrive here I am doing my workouts on the soccer arch because here you don't have bars you don't have any deep bar or a place where you can practice uh, a real calisthenic workout. The last two months, yeah, two months ago, uh, they put one bar, but you know, it's crazy how you have many places where you can practice sport, but you don't have a bar to do pull-ups. It's so crazy. So you don't have like classic calisthenics parks uh, in Mexico or not many at least? Not in this area, not in the Riviera Maya area where it's uh, like Cancun, Playa del Carmen, and Tulum. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have many. You have, but not many. Eva, tell me, for example, in Germany, you have uh, squares or park of calisthenics each, every, how many? It's closer. You have many parks. Yeah, This I think like in Erfurt, where I come from, in Erfurt, we didn't have a public park until two years ago and it's the um it's the capital of the federal state it was a shame i just want to add that <laughs> <laughs> well if someone from airfoot listens then <laughs> put more calisthenics parks there <laughs> please, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you escaped then but yeah, uh, to, to another place without public parks <laughs> <laughs> but if I, i always saw in your story that you are when you were in Mexico already like a few months ago, that you always trained in a calisthenics gym or something like that. Is, is, is it like, really, is it a calisthenics gym or does, does it just look like that? Um, I don't know if I would call it a calisthenics gym, but it's for sure a functional oriented gym. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> What is on your mind? I am laughing because it's a calisthenics gym or... Yes, it's a temp of calisthenic gym. Or, uh, well, let's let's. What do you mean? You mean Sakab, or you mean you mean the gym with all the graffitis in the background? I don't know. <laughs> I just okay. saw like a gym where you always posted like there's also calisthenics classes and something like that. Ah, okay. Because this is Sakab. Yes, it's it's a pure calisthenics gym, and this is also the place, <laughs> not where but why we met. Yes, it's it's the place where we met. This is why we love that place. <laughs> But the instructors and the place there to do a real calisthenic workout uh, are not really functional. For example, the deep bars are so wide, you know, mm -hmm. and made you a problem in the shoulder. But yes, it's a calisthenic gym. <laughs> uh, like maybe like a really basic calisthenics gym, probably like not a lot with many options to adjust or for for street lifting maybe it's not the perfect gym to train mm, no i mean 
this this is the thing i i really appreciate the guys who opened the gym uh Grüße, <laughs> as we say in germany <laughs> to luismo and alex because obviously they saw the need in tulum that there are no bars and they tried to change that and open at least a little gym with some bars and uh, a space for handstands and all of that and they do classes there for nico also teaches classes there for statics you have handstand classes yoga breath work everything that's trending in tulum because Tulum in general is like a healing hotspot. You find lots of ice bathing and breath work and all of this shit here. Um, but this gym, it's more for the locals and not so much for the tourists who come. And I still like to go there when I have, for example, a rest day and I just want to stretch and hang out with really cool people. Um, but it's not a place where I, for example, can train for the street lifting because there is no squat rack. There are no dumbbells so I don't I can't do the assistance exercises I normally do that's why I go to a different gym for my regular workouts where I find pretty good facilities actually the only problem there is the squat rack is a little bit shitty and it always gives me nightmares when I have to do a heavy squat attempt but besides that they have awesome bars for pull-ups and dips okay yeah. so you you get uh, you get everything what you need there but uh it could be better <laughs> and the other one is then more like the the original calisthenics for original calisthenics uh, people that might might be a good fit but not for street lifting then yes and i think it's more for beginners and people who would like to try out this sports have a class have a coach on the side and make the first experience with body weight training in general makes sense okay um, Nico, have you been aware of street lifting ahead of meeting Eva, or or did you know like that there is like a competition sport doing this one RM thing, or did you just focus on strat statics until then? Um, can you repeat me the question a little bit slower? Sorry. No worries. <laughs> did, have you been aware of um, doing uh, that street street lifting is a thing in uh, that is a sport that where competitions take place? Before you met Eva? She asked me if I get to go to practice. No, no, no. Um, before we met, do you did you know that we have these kind of competitions for the one or Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh I know a lot of that because in Argentina we have people who do street who practice street lifting, mm -hmm. but not in the level like Europe, you know. Uh the things I know with when I met with Eva, it's The completely different technique, uh, the the mindset, the way how she can prepare to do a competition, it's crazy. It's completely new for me. All of that kind of things. I saw people who prepared to move kilos, kg, mm -hmm. yeah, but never with this mindset, with this mood. She is really focused on one. <laughs> <laughs> but another question there. Are there one RM competitions in Argentina? Yes, 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 we have. But I, I think they are, yeah, because I also know a few streetlifting athletes from like Instagram that live in Argentina, and they are quite strong. Especially like, uh, there's one girl. I think she's called like Poppy Calisthenics in on Instagram, and she's oh. maybe one of the strongest girls across the world. She has like a two fifty or total something. So. Yes, yes, yes. I do a, a workshop with uh, her boyfriend. Ah, you know her. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Her boyfriend is a guy who is one of the most cleanest and crazy Efesto on the world. If you like to show uh, on Instagram, uh, he is Nacho Gamba. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. But yes, I know Poppy calisthenics. So basically, <laughs> okay. it's a couple of the girl doing heavy street lifting and the guy heavy statics. <laughs> yes, yes. The guy is full statics and the lady is more uh, street lifting, but she made many, many statics too. It's yeah, the, one I saw of the it, yeah. best front lever I saw in my life. When did you actually start with calisthenics, Nico? How long ago was it? Uh, I entered on calisthenics three years ago, three years and a half ago, because I come from a world of the gym, the gym world. Okay. I am full static without strength. Oh, I have a little bit of strength, but full static muscles, a lot of... Bodybuilding. Yeah, bodybuilding shit. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, um, and I enter on the calisthenics because I need to do a rehab for my rotator cuff. I have many problems and shitty things happen. And when I start to do the rehab, many of the exercises the uh, guy teach me are exercises the calisthenics use on the warm-up, like the bands, the mm -hmm. rotator cuff uh, exercise, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I start to practice, the guy tell me, you can't do pull-ups, you can't do many things of stress for your shoulder. And I think, okay, fuck you and fuck all of the things you say. I go to do it. <laughs> I, that means I start to go to a calisthenic gym, continue practicing my exercise of rehab. Um, I fall in love with the calisthenic because my body changed a lot. My mindset changed too. And I start to consider my body not a ball of muscle yeah and <laughs> something more functional something better <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so, when you started training calisthenics did you still do any exercise with weights or did you completely switch to body weight only no no i completely switched to body uh, to body weight exercise because i am doing 120 kg on bench press with a super shitty technique and I am overcharging always my shoulder. Uh, was no good. <laughs> but well, but, calisthenics is maybe also not the smartest sport no, if you no. have problems with the shoulder, right? <laughs> I know, I know. But everything is depending uh, how you practice and how you do, you know? If you do with the cadence, slow with a low weight and you start with bands and assistance you can improve without problem and pain i know it's normal on the calisthenic work we have many pains in the joints in the elbow the shoulder because we do many uh, weird movements with with our bodies but honestly i prefer be functional and have that kind of pains and not just move kilos on the gym yeah without sense <laughs> I can transfer the, the strength and the movements I do on the calisthenic on the daily life. On the gym, mm, it's a little bit harder, you know? Yeah, makes sense. So how does your current training look like? Do you still train body weight only? Because uh, if I said already, you have like certain 1RMs with weights. So at least a few times you need to train with weights as well right now, right? 
I started to practice with weight after one year entering calisthenic. Because okay. the first year I decided to strengthen and improve the, the mobility and the and the shoulder in general, you know? Yeah, makes sense. But uh, I start on 20, 20, oh, it's 2024, my God. On, 20, <laughs> on 2019, it's already four years and a half I start. <laughs> <laughs> Time passes so fast, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Great. Okay. Um, so maybe if I ask from your perspective, what do you think, like, how is the calisthenics sport currently in Mexico? Do you see like that there is a community existing already or what, what has your experience been like the last couple of months while living there? Um, well, of course, I don't have a general overview over the whole country because it's a huge country. Um, and I think there are many regional differences. Um, but from what I see here in Tulum and what I see on Instagram too, or what I hear from Playa del Carmen, which is the next bigger city here, there is a community. And to me, it seems like from they are like two or three years behind the developments in, for example, Germany. So it is a growing sport here too. It attracts especially also younger people, probably because of the social media presence of the sports. There are competitions, but for example, here in Mexico, I don't know if there are street lifting competitions. And if there are, it's not one RM, I think. It's more like as many reps as possible with a certain weight or something like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like the competition Nico plans to compete in soon or... No, this is a full endurance competition where you have a set of exercises and you have to perform in the in a, in the best in the shortest time possible. Okay, so no added weights there, just body weight. No, exactly. And uh -huh. I don't know the people who follow the German calisthenics for a long time. They will know that before 2019, this what I said before. You have, for example, 20 kg. And then you go and do as many reps as possible. This was the kind of street lifting we practiced in Germany before the 1RM competition style entered the, plat the, the stage. Um, so I think this is also currently the stage that if somebody does street lifting, it's how they do it here in Mexico. So not 1RM focused. Mm -hmm. And also I see that here it's also the girls are far behind the guys. So there are just, I don't know, here in Mexico, I have just three or four girls on Instagram that I follow now. Probably there are more and I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's a growing community, but also the competitions are not as professional as we have it in Europe now. But it's getting more professional year by year, I think. there There's, for example, one competition in Mexico City that looks quite professional. Califest. Califest. Okay, that it's one of the biggest competition in Mexico. It looks huge. It's on the capital, Ciudad de Mexico. But I don't know what it's the modality they practice there. It's endurance mostly, I think. Oh. Okay. Or also like what I said, you have weights, but you have you do more than one rep. It's not one RM competitions. So. Probably they don't practice a lot the one RM, but Mexico have many athletes with amazing freestyle. Yes, and freestyle big. crazy level of static. 
Okay. So currently in Mexico, it's more the freestyle cal uh, static calisthenics, which is like having the bigger scene at the moment. But do you think sure. like, do you think that um, street lifting or like the competition styles we have right now in Germany or in Europe would be interesting for Mexico at all at the moment? Like, would there be any people that would sign up for it if there are there is a competition organized in Mexico like this? Mm, I well, I can just say the people are pretty interested in what I do and how I train. Um, wherever I go, it catches the attention of the people. If a girl comes in and moves lots of weight, and so I think there is interest in it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if many people would sign up for a competition like that right now because actually it would be the same problem we had in 2019 in Germany. It would be a completely new style, and nobody was training for something like or is training at the moment for something like this so the people would have to switch their programming they would have to switch their goals and i think there would be some people who would be up for that and interested but as in germany it needs time it needs a couple of years then to get bigger and i think one of the biggest problems here then is even more a problem than it was in Germany find training facilities for these kind of sports then because Thanks. the commercial gyms here are really like a shit you often don't even find the bars it's even worse than in Germany really okay um and on the public parks you don't have weights so so the question then is where can you prepare for a competition like this Makes sense, yeah. So we cannot expect any newcomers from Mexico soon at like any world competition or something like this, apart from maybe Nico soon, <laughs> if he <we> switches. <laughs> but he's not from Mexico, but from Argentina. He would compete for Argentina instead. <laughs> yeah. Makes I sense. mean, maybe there is somebody somewhere in Mexico since it's a big country, but yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. Okay. But are you aware like uh, about uh, about the other countries in Latin America? Is there like any other country than uh, Argentina where street lifting is practiced? Do you know anything? Chile. On Chile. Chile? You have, oh, yeah, you have people who are so strong. Okay. Are there um, also competitions happening? Colombia, yes. Yes. In, in Chile, you have, uh, oh, I don't know the name of the competition, but it's from... Uh, team of static who organized the biggest competition in Chile. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember now the name. No so. worries. <laughs> um, yes, and I would also add Colombia. Um, mm -hmm. Colombia has, in general, I think, a big calisthenics scene. I don't know how much people are really into the weighted game. But, for example, I traveled the first time to Colombia in 2016. And I was really surprised because Colombia had lots of public calisthenics parks. Actually, in all the places where I go, I can find more than one. Okay. Um, and I was re researching a little bit on Instagram, but for me, it's always hard because I don't speak lots of Spanish. So it's hard for me to enter the communities. But I think in Colombia, there is a really active community too. Okay, interesting. So Nico, why didn't you teach Eva any Spanish yet? Uh, oh no! It's it's exactly the same. Like she teach me in German. We don't really use uh, 
useless words, you know? <laughs> okay, um, example, example of Spanish I teach her? No. Culiao. <laughs> Bendejo. No, I can say all the bad words, but... <laughs> all of that, that words are from Argentina. It's the same if I say, I can say that on the podcast, but I know another, another words on German. Schneiderbrett. <laughs> Schneiderbrett. Wow. <laughs> I have that. I know... Um, Ajepeja. What? Ajepeja? No. Ajepeja. Ah. Ah, the acid of her. It's different. She's from Bavaria. She's not from Hessen. Oh, I know. I know. Now I understand. I mean, it's Hessen. This is where I come from. It's oh, I didn't know that you come from Hessen. I thought you you come from Erfurt or Thüringen. Like no, it's my it's my second home, but my I, I originally come from the area around Frankfurt. So there we we don't say Aschenbecher. We it's an ashtray for the other people. Uh, we don't say Aschenbecher. We say Aschebecher. But don't don't uh, take the pronunciation from Eva. She's like talk talking any weird language there. <laughs> I love I love because depending on the part of Germany where you come, they say exactly the same. For example, um, from Eva, when I teach to tell uh, to teach her the words in Spanish, she has a lot of <laughs> problems with the R. Yeah. This is what I can say in Spanish with shitty R. <laughs> but I can relate because when I learned Spanish in school, I also had problems with the R. But like uh, a friend of mine that comes from like the area of Nuremberg, like uh, Franken, it's called in Germany. They also have a pronunciation of the R really hard in the German language. And she was really easy for her. It was really easy to pronounce the R. So I think that helps. <laughs> yes, yes. The biggest problem to, to, to her to learn it's that because. Uh, she learns so fast, but it's just a problem with the R because I start to laugh when she pronounces the R and it's impossible for me to stop when she said something with the R, you know? <laughs> I see. The difficulty is he's Argentinian and the Argentinians, they are like the Hessish people in Germany. They speak a different kind of Spanish compared with the Mexicans here. So I have actually different dialects really different dialects around so if i go out i hear the mexicans if i come home i have an argentinian it doesn't make it easier to be honest to learn <laughs> but so which is the better spanish nico <laughs> oh it's not the which is the better it's different because in argentina we talk spanish but uh, with an adaptation of italian if you can say it's a mix between italian and spanish And here in Mexico, they practice the traditional Spanish, the neutral. You saw in the draw, the anime draw, and that kind of things, the people say calcetín. Calcetín, it's sock in English. In Argentina, it's media. Okay. So if you say, like, if it's a mix between Italian and Spanish, would you understand Italian as well? Uh, I have family in Italia, but I don't speak Italian. Uh, but the accent, you know, we have a mixture between the Spanish, the way where the the way like we talk, mm -hmm. it's like Italian. Have the accent. They are singing. They they have the yeah, okay. different melody, and I don't know. Yeah. Okay, makes it's sense. It's different. I have I have problems with the Mexicans to learn sometimes to learn to understand because. 
the problem, the, the words are the same, but the meanings are different. And depending on the area of Mexico, change too. Okay. So it's it's quite dif difficult even for you to communicate with the locals yes, there. Yes, yes. It's like the Germans in German. Sometimes the Germans don't understand other Germans. Yeah, but I think in German Germany, at least like most of the people, if they want, they can speak like the original German language. The high like, German. Yeah, the uh, high yeah. German. <laughs> My mom, high German? No. <laughs> It's different. My mom speaks heavy dialect. Oh, you have many dialects. I have uh, I have many troubles to understand different accents from Germany. <laughs> you hear me talking, it's more high German. If I talk with my mom or with friends, I don't speak lots of dialect. And where is the people, what part of Germany is the people who receive bullying from how they talk? <laughs> well, in Thuringia, where I live, or in Saxonia. Saxonia, that that in Saxonia they receive bullying. Oh, yeah, Sex Saxonia has a terrible dialect. I hate it. <laughs> no, no, no offense to any people <laughs> coming from there, but <laughs> I think if if I would have a boyfriend coming from Saxonia, uh, I don't know if he would speak the dialect, I would get you crazy. He's from Saxonia, I did not know this. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, oh, okay. When when I would have like a boyfriend from Saxonia, then <laughs> I would get crazy probably. At least if the dialect uh, is something he's speaking. <laughs> But okay, cool. Then uh, first of all, thanks for all the insights uh, from you guys. Uh, first of and uh, Nico, first of all, I'm really happy that you uh, shared everything, and I'm curious to see you maybe a next uh, competition in Germany, competing yourself. <laughs> But I have a few questions to uh, you guys from Instagram. So before we uh, forget them, let's go through those questions. Um, first of all, Eva, to you, when will you come back to Germany or will you move completely to Mexico? What's your plan? This summer wants to know. <laughs> yeah. um, we are right now planning. <laughs> You could see Nico's face right now. He's looking with big eyes like, when are we coming to Germany? Well, um, <laughs> we don't know yet, but I think there is a perspective developing right now that we might go in May, June, something like this, depending a little bit of when we go to Argentina and also my work schedules, if there is any important meeting that I have to attend in person or not. Um, but my wish is to go for the summer months and skip the cold completely. I hope I can make that. And long term, I don't know, I think long term, it looks right now like I will switch back and forth between the worlds. Okay, so you still plan to like sometimes live in Mexico, sometimes live in uh, Germany, depending on the the weather and what drives you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So no complete movement planned back to Germany. <laughs> Or Nico, can you imagine to live in Germany at some point? Honestly, <laughs> well, be honest, 100. <laughs> uh, no. First, first of all, because the weather. Eva complained a lot. We talk some month uh, on WhatsApp and video call. And she always complained about the weather because it's gray when it's when the the the, the sky it's blue. She 
she loves, she is completely different, but no, the weather and the cold uh, scares me. I am not a person who can live with a hoodie and three jackets over. <laughs> I I love to stay half naked, do my workout, sweating, you know what that I mean, it's not like... But at the other, on the other side, I love Germany uh, from the culture, the history, and you have many beautiful places. What that means, uh, Eva said to me, don't go to live in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was really interested in that, but the more I tell him of Germany and the more I complain, the less interesting it sounds to him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just one month, probably two months visiting vacation, but after that, come back to the Caribbean to the or side. to the sunny side. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so I, I just I, like I didn't hear anything after you said like I love to train half naked and my head was like okay. <laughs> I just imagined Nico training half naked somewhere at the coast of Mexico. <laughs> Sorry, Nadine. It's because you never come to Mexico. When you come, you go to understand. Here we don't have. Air con uh, AC. If you don't have an AC or a fan closer of you, your pressure get down. <laughs> you need a lot of electrolytes. It's crazy the change of the body when you come from a cold place to start to do a, your workouts on a weather with this kind of oh, temperature and humidity. Uh, the humidity here kills you. Really, really, you feel uh, it's hard for you when you try to breathe. I see. But yes, I love to train half of naked. It's comfortable for me. <laughs> okay, good. No. Like, yeah, my still, still, uh, my head still spin spins, but uh, it's okay. I we just keep going. <laughs> okay. So next question to you, Eva, um, was if you plan to compete internationally. But I think we already to uh, talked about that. So if you can qualify, then probably, yes, we will see you at Europeans and if the time allows it for you. And then uh, last question to you, Eva, was um, if who do you see as the biggest competitor <laughs> in your class next year, like from Germany? So... Um, Let's maybe leave Judith out there for now. <laughs> not Juliet. Who is it, Nico? Who is it? I know, I know, but it's not Juliet. It's Sarah. It's Chimdi. Oh, oh, you know, oh, you know her even from Instagram. Oh, I know. Oh my God! Here, it's a big topic in this house. If you say Chimdi name, you know. <laughs> Okay, no, I, I, I see. It's already a relationship topic. It goes deep. <laughs> we talk a lot of that. And, uh, she really likes to be Chindi. Okay. But I don't know. I think it's impossible because her pole is also so fucking strong. But he always gives me really bad looks when I say it's impossible. No, it's not impossible. I just have to train harder. <laughs> That's true. If you say in the beginning it's impossible, you never go to want. But if you put the effort and practice and try it, probably you lost, but you try. Oh, Nico, I, <laughs> complete, I complete since 2019. I'm pretty good at com of, of continuing with my trying. <laughs> I, I am not good with that. Why I'm asking you to how to manage the stress, but you don't give me the answer, Nadine Peter. <laughs> I can't do anything with this. 
<laughs> well, I mean, and even we don't know yet if Sarah really will compete in the plus 70 kg class. I think she's always open for a surprise. So maybe in summer she feels like cutting again and then she just cuts down to the minus 70 kg class, which I really hope she doesn't <laughs> because okay. then she would compete against me. And this is also something I don't want. But uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> Why? Well, I, she's she's always a girl full of surprises. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I love because but she's so strong and she is not scared. Everybody is scared and of is, Sarah. Is not scared, but respect a lot. You know, and it's exactly the same face you put when you talk about of her. I now I really like to compete with Chimney. <laughs> Yeah, I think no one wants to compete against her. Like, I really like her and she's a great person, but I don't want to compete with her. It's just so frustrating, you know? It's like, you can just already know there is no chance because she's just, I don't know what she does, but she can just finish us all. <laughs> she just beats us. Do you know us. if she will compete in the way Because I just remember one announcement of her that she wants to switch into freestyle and focus on that but i don't know if this is still maybe if someone knows it please give us insights on that or sarah if you listen yourself please let us know what are your plans will you compete in street lifting at all next year or this year and in which weight class do you plan to compete a uh, compete please stay above 70 kg compete against Eva. <laughs> yeah, please please stay where Eva is competing and beat her no <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay, and apart from Sarah, uh, is there anyone else you would be afraid of? In Germany currently, I don't think so. I mean, um Delia, she was competing uh, two years ago and she's also very strong, but uh, it seems like she switched completely into CrossFit. CrossFit, I don't think that she plans to come back to the weighted world, but of course, I don't know. I'm not sure, actually, because I, I heard, I, I'm not sure about that, but I heard something that she might plan to compete at least at, well, she wanted to compete at Worlds, well, no no Worlds this year, so maybe instead she competes and uh, she wants to compete at the Europeans, but if she wants to compete there, she needs to qualify so then she would also need to take part in the German okay, Open. So if if she's in, of course she's a she's a serious competitor too. She's strong, and I mean she's even heavier compared to me or Sarah. This is actually she's a different weight class. I would say she's over 80 kilos. She's bigger. That's she's true. Taller. She's a little bit taller than me. She's probably 177, something like, yeah, that. something like that. Yeah, and she's over 80 kilos. Okay. body weight okay and for example sarah and me when we compete in the seven plus 70 kg class we are in a similar weight sarah's a little bit shorter than me but often has 72 73 i think too i hope i don't say anything wrong yet no. but i i think it, it's around this area yeah it's it was like for me when i started competing in street lifting and we only had this plus and minus 70 kg class classes and I was like 63 64 kg at that point and I was competing against you guys as well uh, where you were like at 73 and I also felt like you are in a different weight area completely so I can imagine how it feels like to compete like 
against someone that is like 10 kilo above yourself. <laughs> it's just but different. It also shows that I still have some space for development of my body weight. Because, I, for example, Sarah, she's shorter, but she has the same body weight. If she's in the plus 70 kg class, Delia, she's just one or two centimeters bigger and has almost 10 kilo more of body weight. So I really need to eat more. <laughs> but what would you say then to me? I'm like 174 as well <laughs> and uh, still way below minus 70 kg. So <laughs> I got to eat then like, an, uh, I don't know. What is your body weight, Nadine? Well, right now I gained a little bit, but I'm still like 67, something like that. Uh, but I was competing last year in a minus 63 class even, so I was for a long time below 63. Okay. Oh, my God. And you practice to take the juice of Tonio? The <laughs> yes. Juice? Maybe I have to because I was actually quite good in gaining weight afterwards i gained like 10 kg within one week no one i can tell that no one but it's the truth but afterwards i got back to my like normal rhythm and now i lost all my kgs again and i'm really struggling to gain weight now and even like losing it a bit again so maybe i would need to take tonio's advice and just drink a lot of banana juice now to to gain further okay it's good to know all the calisthenic athletes struggle with go up the weight because <laughs> i don't know if it's maybe also female trouble or if the guys suffer with this topic too but no i suffer a lot come on it's impossible for me <laughs> to gain weight and it's... but i think It's not like only a calisthenics thing, but maybe a, like a strength sport thing in general, because we train so much. We also burn a lot of calories and we just need to eat way more to gain weight further. So <laughs> like eat, even I have to eat like 3,000 to three and a half thousand calories to like gain weight. And that's for a girl, I think quite a lot. <laughs> And this is, for example, my biggest trouble. I have a similar amount that I need to eat in order not to stay in a deficit. And it's so hard because I told you in the beginning, I have some intolerances and I really need to get the energy as clean as possible because otherwise I can eat it, but it won't really enter my mass. It goes in and out, actually. So I, I really have to make sure it's clean and it's all the things I tolerate good and this is so hard because that narrows down the foods I can eat a lot and reach this amount of calories with the foods that are are left. Oof, it's hard. It's it's not impossible, but it's it's really difficult and it demands lots of discipline in my daily life. And often I can't. I can't <laughs> do it. I'm honest. Yeah, I I can relate definitely. I like and there are those days where I can eat really a lot, but as soon as I like have a stressy day or something, I just forget to eat basically, or like don't remember at least to eat enough. But yeah, it's I think still it's a, like a luxury problem. I would say like other people uh, have to suffer to lose weight, uh, so better the other way around i would say i think so too <laughs> <laughs> okay so um i think i almost have all the questions i wanted to ask you guys before we end up the podcast and we're already talking like for one hour now um i have a few short questions to you which you can just answer how you feel like but the first question would be like an 
easy question also related to the topic we were just talking about. Which do you prefer, German or Mexican food? I don't know, Nico, if you know at least any German food, but <laughs> if German. I can maybe answer. Mexican. German food. Really? Yes. I love the schnitzel. The schnitzel. <laughs> no, schnitzel. No, here it's the cute way. Schnitzel. <laughs> do you just like it because of the name, probably? Because you, you like oh, how... No, no, no. Because yeah. in Argentina, <clears throat> we have the same... But we call Milanesa. We have a big arguing with Eva, trying to know what is the real origin of the schnitzel. <laughs> and from Austria, I lost, but I I love the schnitzel, and I don't like the I like the food of Mexico, but it's tacos, everything on a tortilla, you know. And after one year and a half eating tortilla with everything, you start to get bored. No, but not not, okay. not, <laughs> not this late, you know. <laughs> Board of tortillas and tacos. Never. Well, maybe you don't live there for over one and a half years right now, right? Yeah, but I'm getting close to one year now already with breaks. I think okay. it's monthly. Well, then get let's let's add half a year more, and then maybe you are bought a job for tacos and. <laughs> and maybe I get so excited about the tortillas because one of my intolerances is gluten, and who knows the German culture. The German culture relies a lot on Brötchen, on bread, on everything with bread. And I can't eat that. So in Germany, I'm like always the outsider. And here I can go everywhere and eat tortillas and every place has tortillas. And I don't have to think all the time, oh, fuck, I, I need to find something without gluten and it's going to be a struggle and blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, in this case, I can understand. Makes sense. <laughs> okay, next question. Your favorite calisthenics skill you like to practice? Oh. Skill? Planche. Planche? Planche. I love the planche. Can you do the planche, Nico? A full planche? I can do full planche, straddle, push-ups. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Strong <Present>. guy here. <laughs> I can do many things. His plan okay. is amazing. I want to see that when you come to Germany uh, okay. the yeah. German Open. <laughs> I am excited because she already put me on my mind I need to compete in Germany. Yeah, now I think it's it's decided after this of course. Podcast. Yes, yes, you, yes. You already announced it on this podcast. It's it's signed. It's done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Now then see you on six months when it's the next competition on, J on June. Okay. Yes. 8th of June. Uh, I want to see you there. And Perfect. I want to see you on the first place. So try oh, hard. It's too high, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> cool. Okay. Then next up, do you prefer ketchup or mayo? I don't know if you know that in in Mexico, but uh, in Germany, it's always a discussion if you eat fries with ketchup or mayo. Oh, fries. <laughs> always, always with Ketchup. <laughs> Mayo. No. Oh, another. No, mames, why in serio? Yes. No, what a loca. Very loca. No, no, this is a big problem. <laughs> okay, maybe. Another relationship problem now. <laughs> I can't believe because when we order fries, you never ask for Mayo. Because I eat it with ketchup too, but if I have the choice or. Let's see, normally I would do mayo, and maybe you remember the other day he brought us a cup with ketchup and mayo. I go for all the mayo. Okay, nothing. Just one thing to be clear. 
we order French fries at least two times <laughs> on the weekend when we go to the laundry. Yeah. And when we go there, we eat one for her, one for me, and always it's with ketchup. She is lying. It's the ketchup, not the mayo. <laughs> <laughs> She just wanted to start a fight between you guys, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see. It. It's always a discussion as well here in Germany. So it's it's a definitely a topic where you can fight about. <laughs> and for you? I don't eat fries at all. So I don't have to choose. What? What I hate potatoes. What? Oh, my God. Yes. Are I'm like German the, and I don't eat potatoes. You like the Brötchen? The Brötchen? What? Brötchen? Ah, she's from Bavaria. She doesn't know Brötchen. It's Semmel. Yes, thanks. Semmel, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's what? It's Semmel. Semmel? Because this little thing of bread we have in Germany, it has a different name in every region. Okay, okay. You don't eat bread. I, I eat bread. I like bread, but I don't eat potatoes. Okay. I can't believe. Crazy. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. I know. But I was like already, a, like a when I was a child, for me, going to McDonald's was the worst thing that could happen because I don't like the hamburger meat and mm -hmm. I also don't like fries. And I was like, what should I eat now? <laughs> like we had a lot of, lot of kids that celebrated at McDonald's their birthday parties. And I was always like, please not. <laughs> me it was the event of the year if my parents would say today we go to burger king because we would always go to burger king it was kind of a belief fight in germany too right burger king or mcdonald's my family was the burger king sure. team <laughs> well yeah uh, for you it was the celebration of the year for me it was like death day <laughs> but uh, i still survived even though uh, here in germany it's actually a bit of a problem because when you go to a german restaurant and you want to order something as a side dish which is which is not potatoes it's pretty difficult they always have either fries or potatoes a side dish <laughs> and i was always like hmm, the I german culture dishes, maybe the german culture is built on potatoes and bread yeah. this is what i'm asking because you told me that and i can't believe she doesn't eat potato you are allergic for, for some, something no, no. <laughs> i just hate the taste <laughs> Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, strange girl. I was uh, as a as a small kid. I loved like shrimps and stuff like that, and I hate potatoes. So I was really a strange kid. But let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next up, um, which language do you like more, Spanish or German? Oh, I love the German, but it's hard. And German. Oh, okay. So Spanish is out. If you have to decide to do, talk about one, uh, to talk in one English uh, language in future, and it's not English, then you would choose German. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. For her, she suffered a lot and struggled a lot with the art and <laughs> the pronunciation. But me too, with the German, it's the same. The thing is, just I. I don't know, I really like complex languages and the Spanish, It's for me, it seems really similar to English in the sense that there is not much grammar. I don't know. Um, I don't know if the Germans are really aware of the complexity of our language, but for example, I also studied um, Slavonic studies and I studied Russian and Czech. So the Slavic languages always 
fascinated me a lot because they are also super rich in grammar and also rich in words. I don't know. I'm 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 a little bit nerdy when it comes to that. The face, the face of her. That means it's also harder to learn, and I'm not good at any of these languages. I have to be honest, but it's a topic or it's a thing that fascinates me. If a language is really complex and has a lot to offer, well, I'm completely the other way around. <laughs> like if a language is too complex, I'm just like, I'm out. That's why I liked Spanish or English. <laughs> I'm exactly like you. When she told me she speaks, oh, she learned Russian. I I don't understand. <laughs> I think we we would become good friends, Nico, if we meet. <laughs> I am glad because my English is not one hundred percent good, but you understand me enough. I totally understand you. Don't worry, that's fine. Your English is better than Annalena's. No, I didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 Annalena, oh, if you hear Annalena's that, Annalena's not hearing that. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, Annalena. I love you. <laughs> Your English is great. I think so too. She did a really good job. For sure, for sure. No, no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But your your English is fine, Nico. Don't worry. I can absolutely understand everything that that's required. So don't worry. Okay, then um, I have one last question left, uh, but I think you already answered it. Um, so if you would have to decide where to move, is it like Mexico or is it Germany? But I think it's Mexico, right? Uh, I am thinking other place. Not ah, a completely new country. That's also an option. Let me know. Which uh, country would you choose? If you ha had one dream country where you both would live together, where would you move to? Sorry? Uh, uh, I am thinking to go to Europe because I never go to Europe. I don't know the the Europe. That means I really like to go to Portugal or France, but I... I don't like the French people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hope no no French guys are listening right now. <laughs> no, the French don't like the English. They don't speak that. They just speak French. Otherwise, you are a shit. That's true. I also have the insights on how many listeners I have in every country. And like compared to how big France street lifting is, <laughs> the community that listens to the podcast here is pretty uh, pretty small. So like from other countries where I didn't even know that street lifting is a thing, or I don't know if it is, but maybe they just listen to it. I don't know. <laughs> like Israel, for example, I have a lot of listeners in Israel. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, maybe France, it's true. They, they don't really speak English or at least not many. <laughs> We that two countries are really cool, Portugal and France. And you? Mexico is super interesting for me. It was the first country in a long time where I saw myself living. <laughs> I now do it kind of. Um, I don't know, Europe is... Ah, I have my problem with Germany and Europe. I don't know. I, but another country that always really fascinated me was South Africa. Ooh, okay. Nico is like, oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen myself where I would live. <laughs> <laughs> It's completely new for me, though. <laughs> so, Nico, are you prepared to move soon to South Africa? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I like go for it. If it's a travel, no, it's not matter. I just follow you. Go for it. 
Great. Okay. So, well, then <laughs> I, I will visit you two guys in South Africa soon. But see, see you in Cape Town. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> cool. Okay. Then I think I have it um, for all my questions. Thanks for your time. First of all, it was great to have you two guys there uh, in the podcast and also to Nico that you agreed to uh, talk to us here in English and um, to yeah spend the time with me here <laughs> and before i want to say goodbye to you guys if there's anything you want to pitch for or i don't know if you want to say anything to the audience you have now a bit of time and otherwise then we will just keep it for today i think we already talked a lot <laughs> mm, i think i have to say only one thing judith be prepared no <laughs> <laughs> i hope she is And Sarah. <laughs> no, Sarah is going to compete in the other weight class. I decided that already. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This is your trouble, Nadine. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nico, do you also want to say something to all the German 966 kg? Oh, yes, yes. I will use that podcast like my entrance to compete on six months. See you on six months. Remember the numbers I save today because i go to beat every fucking number i say just that <laughs> yeah i think i would call the podcast like your yeah like nico the new minus 66 kg world champion and everyone will be like who is this nico guy <laughs> thank you so much for the promotion you're amazing <laughs> i will no i put no pressure at all to you don't worry <laughs> Oh, um, I love the pressure. Well, I think thank you a lot for the invitation. Oh, yes, yes, because you are an elite athlete, uh, elite international athlete. When Eva showed me your profile, I think, oh, my God, yes, for sure. I really like to stay in the podcast of her. Uh, <laughs> and another thing it's continue uh, going up with that content because you promote a lot the sport. Um And I really like to see your content and the evolution on the years. Thanks. <laughs> That's nice of you. <laughs> yeah, so great to have you, uh, to, that you joined the podcast. And for everyone that listens right now, if you have any person that you want to see next in a podcast, it would be great to get some messages um, who I should invite next. And other than that, I say thanks and hope to see you at some point in Germany soon. <laughs> Thank you. See you. See you. Thanks for listening today. If you like the podcast, I would highly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and share it across your community to make the sport grow further. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you will never miss a new episode. Stay active and hope to hear you soon.